Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Ruby McGuire. Ruby is a coach and a trainer, and she specializes in authenticity and visibility. She is also known as the queen of connection. Ruby, welcome to the show. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm excited to have you. And wow, queen of connection. That is quite a title. Where did that come from? Well, it all started a while ago when we were trying to come up with a different name for my business because I like things to be quite quirky. Anyone who lands on my website will notice that. So I like things a bit different. And we've been going through, you know, Visibility Queen and all of these different names. And then someone said, you know, you're all about connection. So you should really go for something around connection. And then um, a friend of a friend said, what about Queen of Connection? And so it kind of stuck. It was um, a fun name, just something a bit different. And literally, my main message is all about connection also. It's my top value. So it it just fitted beautifully. So I thought, I don't mind. I don't mind owning Queen. (laughs) I love it. And then you probably have an excuse to buy tiaras. Oh, totally. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Any excuse for jewelry. Because you can never have too many sparkles in your life is what I think. Of course you can't. (laughs) Yes. So Ruby, how did you get started doing this? So visibility, it's been a really interesting journey. So my background's in HR. I worked in HR for 11 years and then I hurt my back. So I was off work for about a year and a half. I ended up having to stop working. And then I decided I need to do something because my brain was just driven crazy doing nothing. I was used to being intellectually stimulated. So I decided to do some training and coaching at home. And I got to a certain place with that and I thought this isn't enough. And as I got better, I decided to do a full coaching qualification. And then it's kind of evolved over time. So I've been doing visibility for the last couple of years. And it's quite funny because it's, you know, of all the things to pick as an introvert, (laughs) probably the worst thing because you have to walk your talk. (laughs) So it's almost like, I don't want to be visible. We haven't got a choice, Ruby. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it just sort of evolved over time, really. And I'm, I love it. There's so much variety to it. And I just work with some amazing clients. I absolutely love it. No, that's awesome. And it's, it's super interesting to me that you, you, you know, talk about being an introvert. And yet, as, as the face of your business, you have to promote yourself. I think a lot of people, especially women, frequently have trouble doing that. So how do you help? those people that might be having a little trouble with that really step up and promote themselves? Well, I think one thing that can help when we first start, and I remember doing this when I was really practicing this in the early days, is to treat your business as separate to you. Because I think that's where a lot of the um, fear can come in of we're promoting us rather than we're promoting our business and then the service is a part of that. So I know when um, I was thinking about being like when I was working in the corporate world, it was very easy because you could do anything, but you were still under that umbrella and you were working for the company. So to talk about something about the business was very easy. When it's you running your own business, it's really personal. So you start to get you almost shrink into yourself because you think, oh, you know, who am I to share this about myself and what are people going to say? And and actually, if you can think of it as um 
you're delivering this service. So you're working for your own company and you're delivering this service. It's a simple shift in your mindset, but it actually makes a really big difference. And then it's just you're talking about the service that you know is going to help somebody rather than it being this is me and I'm sharing everything with you. And if you don't like it, it means you don't like me. <laughs> but there's lots of, sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say that's a big differentiation and really important one. And um, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it did make me think about the separation of yourself and your business and mm. finding your voice and finding the courage to even voice your opinions or express your your thoughts or yourself is, um, you know, many people, especially introverts, shy away from doing that. But at some point, we have to just accept that not everyone's going to like us or agree with us. But those okay. that are meant to come to us are going to be attracted by the authenticity, right? Definitely. And the authenticity is a really big piece of it, because what we do, if we want to stand out from the crowd in a really busy world, an online world or, or even offline, you know, we need to be different. And, and our uniqueness, our personality and the authenticity that comes through as a result of that, that can actually really make you stand out from the crowd and be very different from other people out there. You know, there's lots of other people who are doing business coaching, there's lots of other people doing visibility coaching, but mine's slightly different because I'm doing it the Ruby way and yours would be slightly different because you're doing it the Ellen way. So it's all about showing up as you. Um, but I think we have a, a I don't know how, even how to describe it. I really find it hard to describe it to other people if you're not UK based. We have a product called Marmite over in the UK. And I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a bizarre, when you're trying to explain it to somebody that's not based in the UK, it's just really bizarre. But it's a yeast extract. It's like a I don't even know how to explain it, like um, a bovril. I don't know if you have bovril over in the States, but it's like this spread that you put on toast, for example. It's got a really unusual taste. And there, re there really are two camps to this. So in the UK, we say you either love it or you hate it. And literally, if you ask anybody, there is no in between. You either do love it or you hate it. And I like to talk about this with business because we can... Um, you are going to be there. You are going to have people that absolutely love everything that you do. And you're going to have other people that just don't. And unfortunately, because we're in the business world, we have people that are in the middle and they like some of what we do and maybe not some. But I think we have to get over that. and We have to just think, you know, we've got a really big message to share as business owners and our message needs to be bigger than our fear. And we need to just get that message out there and know that the right people are going to come to us. And I often talk about unsubscribes because they're the thing where we really go into this spiral of, oh, people don't like me. They don't like what content I'm putting out there. They don't, you know, it's a very visible thing. You know exactly who's unsubscribed from your list. It's not just somebody unliking your page that you might not notice. It's somebody very specific. So you know who that person is and it can become, oh, my goodness, I'm, you know, I haven't shared good enough content or this, that and the other. And I would say celebrate the unsubscribes, you know, think about them as, um, those people maybe will never buy from you anyway. They're not what I call your dreamy clients, your ideal dreamy clients. So release them and that's going to open up lots of opportunity to new people. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's funny that you bring that up, but we have this tendency, many of us, to develop this whole story around something mm. like the unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. As in, you know, like you said, they don't like me, they, they, my message is worthless or whatever that story ends up being. Mm -hmm. When in fact, 
personally, I get so many emails that I do unsubscribe from a lot of lists, Mm -hmm. but I still follow people on social media. I still like them and admire them, but I don't necessarily always need to get the newsletters. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like that, those negative stories, we just have to like stop doing that to ourselves. Yeah. And just reframe it, you know, constantly think, you know, what's a better perspective on this? If I wasn't thinking this, negative way what else might be going on in the background um that will make that difference so ruby can you get into a little bit of your process um describing your process when you're helping people figure out their message come to terms with especially for introverts oh i have to be Mm -hmm. visible and i guess developing their brand like how do you go about starting to work with somebody Okay, so initially what we do is we get really clear on where they're at on their business journey. I have a a five-star model, as I call it, and it's all about connection. Funny that. Um, So it's connecting with your passions. We figure out where are their passions? Are they actually doing something that really lights them up? And if not, we would explore that. So we just do um, some work around values and really dig, dig deep on what they're passionate about. What's the why for them running their business? The next step is to figure out who their dreamers are. So connecting with their dreamers. So this is um, knowing who they are. So the usual thing that you would do around ideal client work, but really knowing them on a deeper level. So it might be going off and doing some research around the comments that some of these people are making so that you can start to really understand them. And it might be doing some market research so that you can have calls with them and really understand on a day-to-day basis the kind of struggles that they're going through as individuals because that way then you can tailor everything to them and you're going to be helping them through your content and then obviously through your paid work. The third element then is connecting with your offer so once you know who you are and what you want to offer and then who you help and how you can help we, we get into in the offering piece and what you then do is because you really understand them, you're then able to create much better services and packages and content for people because you really understand where they're coming from and and what they need to help them take them from A to B and fill those gaps that they're struggling with. The fourth part of the five star is connecting with the message. And this is the really key piece because if you don't have the other pieces in place, And if you're not passionate about your message, your energy is going to be very different. You're just going to be, oh, I'm just doing this. It's going to be like just doing a nine to five job that you don't love. And that energy is going to come across in everything that you do. Um, But once you've connected with your passion, you know who your dreamy clients are, you know what you want to offer, you're then able to share really powerful marketing messages. And that's, you know, you were talking about a story. I think that's where starting to share some of our vulnerabilities and our authenticity as part of those messages is really powerful because it helps you to connect on a much deeper level with your dreamy clients than just churning out content for the sake of churning out content. I know, for example, when I share much more vulnerable posts um, or newsletters, I get way more engagement than if I just say, you know, you need to be visible in your business. Uh, Whereas I might say, do you know what, this is something I've really struggled with this month. Um, you know, maybe I should be the guru on it, but actually I still have to do my own mindset work on different things as well. Or it may be that, you know, I'm going and and doing something which is really big in terms of up leveling for me. I'll share that story of how I've had to overcome some of those mindset blocks to be able to do that up leveling. 
So that's when your message becomes much more powerful. And then the final five the part of the five star model is tribe. So this is really where you go out and do that visibility. So where you are connecting, whether it's through video or whether it's through newsletters and blog posts and all the different ways that you might think that you um, want to be visible. I think the thing is here, we always think that, uh, well, as a common thread, not everybody thinks this, but a lot of people think that being visible means you have to do video and you don't. The video is a very powerful piece, but there's some people who just aren't comfortable doing video. And when you think of some of the big companies, they're not actually showcasing one of the employees doing a video. They've got somebody professionally in to do it, you know, and having scenes shot with models and celebrities and all of those kind of things. So it makes us feel uncomfortable because we think we're going to have to share a part of us and, and that can feel really awkward. But there are other ways that you can be visible. And I would say if it's holding you back, the fact that you don't want to do a video and then you're doing nothing forget the video do another way of visibility that really works for you in your business and you can eventually step into that person who does videos over time as your confidence grows yeah that's great advice you know it reminds me I went to this conference one time and it was right as I was starting to write my book so it was it was a publisher's conference it was called it was a hay house event called movers and shakers and they, the whole point was to teach people to grow their platform because for anyone that's ever written a book or is thinking of writing a book, mm-hmm. you need to have an audience to sell it mm-hmm. to. So they were talking about the platform. But what was really interesting, one of the main takeaways I got out of that weekend was that even at this publishing conference, they kept saying, well, you don't even have to write a book. You know, if, if writing isn't your thing, choose a podcast or choose a video or choose some other way and just like what you're saying you don't even have to do a video like you you have to do whatever resonates with you authentically authentically absolutely it's much better that you show up in some way than nothing (laughs) and then you can learn you know all of these things we think oh I can't do video you can learn these things they're all just skills that we have to develop so they are things that you can learn and over time as I say step into and step up if you need to um, but it's just about taking a few brave steps, I think. And there's there's a really good film, We Bought a Zoo, and there's um, a scene in there where I think it's either the father or the uncle talking to this young guy, and he said, you just need 10 seconds of insane courage. And that's kind of what you need. You know, you just need 10 seconds of insane courage to press publish on your blog post. You can then go and run away and make a cup of tea or coffee in the kitchen um, and just pat yourself on the back that you were brave enough to share it. It just takes that little baby step. What happens is our comfort zones slowly start to stretch, but we don't want them to be the point that we stretch them so far that we snap and that causes overwhelm and worry and all of those kind of things that's going to mean that we don't then want to go out and do that again. So it's very much about baby steps and slowly, slowly building on those. And as you build on those, your confidence grows and you become much more able to go out and be visible. It just doesn't feel as scary because ultimately, if we don't shout out about our businesses, nobody else is going to do it for us. It is just us. And maybe you've got a small team around you, but it is, you know, we haven't got a marketing department and an accounts department and a PR department, all of those different things. We're doing all of it, essentially, or we're outsourcing to people. We're still having to manage that outsource process. So, you know, just give yourself time and give yourself a break, really, and and just take it baby steps at a time and develop your skills and, and know the skills that you need to work on and learn those over time. And you'll just build on that confidence. 
Yeah, and what you were just talking about made me think about also the importance of conscientiously and purposefully developing that tribe around you that's going to support you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for many of us, even people we're close to, loved ones, our mothers, you know, people like that, sometimes they speak to us out of fear and they try to talk us out of that 10 seconds of insane courage. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they try to talk us into the safe route or whatever. And it's often from a, um, a place of love that that happens. But when we are making a transformation in ourselves, we really have to also develop that tribe. Can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so absolutely. I think the support network you have around you is massive. So we know that positive mindset is a really big thing. And the more you can step into that positive energy, the easier you're going to find it to, to run your business. But having people around you that support you and that aren't going to sort of um, stamp out your dreams, really, of what you want to achieve with life and business is really important. And I think when you you know that there's things that you want to be visible on. So, for example, there's been a few things that I've wanted to step up on personally around, um, you know, applying for bigger speaking gigs and um, writing to influencers to get more um, connected with, you know, up leveling my own business, really. And I think. When you do that, that can feel really uncomfortable. And I think it doesn't matter what level of business you're at, there's still a new level of fear that comes in as you're up leveling to that next stage. And I think what can help really is if you've got somebody you can say to you, look, I, I want to be held accountable on this. I know that I need to go out and do this. I know I'm putting it off. I'm absolutely 100% procrastinating. Please, can you be the person that just supports me and just, you know, shake your cheerleader pom-poms at me to say you're on my side and you're with me and encouraging me. And one of the things that I've found really effective with clients is um, to set them a mini dare. And we we talk it through. So it's not case I say, well, you must go and do this. We'll talk it through. What would be a really scary thing for you to do right now, but you're willing to commit to it? And then they go out and do that dare and then come back and share how it went. And I've had people who've gone on then to write books who've not put a pen to paper because they've accepted that mini challenge. So it's almost like if we can meet, do our, set ourselves a mini challenge, but also tell someone about it because it's the people that hold us accountable. And one way to do that is to actually declare it. And this is one way that I've found um, has really helped where I am introverted. Once I've declared something publicly, I won't go back on it because I will feel like I've committed to people and I want to be true to that commitment. So I might say I'm going to be doing this. So I'll I'll share an example with you of um, I was procrastinating over applying for my accredited senior coach qualification. And I had real fear that if I didn't pass, I don't know how to just had this whole thing that I would, wouldn't pass. And then I'd have to say I didn't get it and I didn't pass. And who am I to put myself out there as this business coach if I can't pass the accredited senior coach qualification? And I literally had coaching around it. I worked with a mentor to develop my skills. So I was completely ready. And she said, you know, when are you going to do this? And I put it off and put it off and put it off. And in the end, I just thought, I'm just going to declare this to my tribe and say, do you know what? I'm feeling the fear around this. I'm feeling really scared about it. I want you guys to hold me accountable. And um, I'm going to check back in with you once it's done. And I passed 
of course, because I'd done all the work before, I'd done all the preparation and everything else to do it, but there was this huge mindset block that I had to overcome. But had I not done that commitment, I'd have probably still not had that qualification because I would have thought, oh, I'll do, I'll just read another few books or I'll just practice with another few clients to make sure I definitely know, or I'll have another few sessions or whatever. So I think sometimes declaring it publicly, which can feel terrifying, can actually help you then really build that momentum and think, do you know what? I've said I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Right. That's that's so important. And that's definitely a big benefit of having that group of people around you in mm. some level, whether they're online or in real life. Um, what about relationships? Why are relationships so important in business? You're the queen of connection. So you must know a thing or two about relationships. <laughs> yeah, I'm apparently quite good at relationship coaching, but I do not want to go there. It's definitely not my thing. And <laughs> um, I think really in terms of relationships, so if you're thinking personal relationships, I think the more support you've got around you, the better. But obviously I work with clients who, you know, they're, they're trying to bring in uh, money from their business. It's not necessarily working that great. And then they've got the husband or the partner saying, you know, when are you going to bring in some income? Why aren't you going to just get a job? And, and this is a hobby and all of those kind of things. So if you haven't got that support at home, that can be quite challenging. So I would say definitely in those instances, you really need even more so to surround yourself with positive people. In terms of actually relationship building in your business, I think this is the lifeblood of your business, really. And I think we we do all this marketing online. We're very lucky to be in this world where we can share things and we can actually run our businesses without spending very much money. We don't have to have, if we're, you know, if we're running an online business, you don't have to have premises. You don't have to have all of those things that go with it. We're very fortunate in how we can promote. We, we don't have to even go to print if we don't want to. We can literally put a promotion out there online instantly without having to think about it. Um, but what we've lost I think is that connection and I, I think we're starting to see that change again we've got groups where people are engaging with each other and that kind of thing but I still think it's really important to take that connection onto a one-to-one -one level so whether it's your if you're locally working locally you invite someone to have a coffee with you or whether it's online you invite someone to have a Skype chat um, to get to know them and it's not necessarily about selling to them this is just about building relationships and you never know where those relationships are going to lead Maybe one day they'll become one of your dreamy clients. Maybe they'll recommend somebody to you. Or maybe you'll even end up with a joint collaboration by building those relationships and connections with people. And one of the big things that I do as part of um, my groups is I go through my group and I invite people onto calls with me. I want to share gems with them that are going to support them in their business. And I want to get to know them better. And that's really important to me in terms of knowing that I'm serving my community in the best way that I can. It takes time. You know, I've got a lot of people in my group now, so it's about reaching out on a consistent basis. But it's really, really powerful. And I just think never undermine that or underestimate the power of those one-on-one -on -one connections that will be really useful to you in your business. And also, I think when you're working from home a lot, you know, it, it can be quite lonely. So I think it also builds that element of support you know they might even become accountability partners which would help you on the, the whole dare side if you were going to do that as well yeah I, yes 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 <laughs> everything <laughs> you just said it's interesting Sorry, I'm passionate about this I no I think it's so important and someone so I'm part of a large group on Facebook and someone said to me 
the other day something about a strategy of just reaching out to one person a week and trying to ha- do what you just said, just have a connection, Absolutely. talk yeah. to them. And it's such a simple thing, but what's kind of striking me as you're speaking and, and this other conversation I just had is how seldom we as business people actually do that. And everybody wants to grow their business, but not everyone even thinks about, you know, the personal connection anymore. I I think so many of us are in the let's get a million subscribers mindset where we forget about the quality and we forget about that connection being so Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it's just so important. And, you know, you can learn from people as well. It's not even just a case, you know, if we jump on a call for, um, I call them Rocky Biz Chats in my world. So I jump on, have a cappuccino with them and just chat. And you learn so many things. Um, you know, I learned about somebody to do with um, particular schooling system that they were going through, which I never knew about. You'll learn different things about different nationalities, cultural differences. It's, it's fascinating. So it's never wasted, I guess, is what I'm saying. We, if, if you've got the attitude that you're going into it from a place of, I've got to sell to this person, don't do mm-hmm. them. That's not what this is about. This is about really connecting on a deeper level. And it might be that you end up referral partners for each other or, you know, whatever. You just don't know where it's going to lead. And it may lead nowhere. You may get on the call and not ever want to talk to the person again. Um, but, you know, you don't know until you've had that conversation. Right. Yeah, I think you totally have to let go of that expectation of outcome Definitely. and just be curious and mm-hmm. and that's the key and, I, and it's such a valuable you know just from a business perspective it is a valuable tool to grow your business even if that's not the reason you're doing it mm-hmm. kind Definitely. of you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah no it's really yeah. interesting so do you have um your your process is really interesting your philosophy and everything can you tell us maybe just a case study of somebody you've worked with that has been able to grow or transform through going through your process? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that um, one of the clients that I've had recently, she was working on her business and I've created actually a case study on this. So she was um, she had three or four businesses and she was trying to juggle which one was she going to stay in? Did she want to do all of them? A bit directionless, really. And then that would be in her words, not necessarily mine. But she she just didn't know which way she was actually going to turn. And um, within five months, she'd brought in 8K into her business, 8,000 into her business. And what what she'd done is she'd closed down the other businesses. She We refocused everything. So we went through that five-star process, um, figuring out what was she really passionate about because some of the businesses, although they were a good fit with her, um, you know, her background and her experience and everything else, they weren't necessarily driving her in terms of things that she was passionate about. So we worked out what was she really passionate about. She was actually really passionate about traveling and building that laptop lifestyle business that she wanted. She wanted to go and work in different countries and mix with different um, cultures and really run her business. And she wanted to, she ended up turning her business into a freedom lifestyle type business. So escaping the nine to five and that kind of thing. And that is now her business. And we we spent some time going through it. We really discovered who she wanted to work with. She then um, developed some programs around um, things that would be relevant to who she works with. She built a really successful group um, and 
started developing that and she's starting to become really known for that niche area. The other thing that she was really passionate about is photography. So we were able to bring some of that in because she travels and that's a big part of her overall branding. We were then able to, she was then able to use some of her photography um, so she can actually share those in her group and on her, in her worksheets and all of those kind of things she wants to use in terms of social media. And um, as I say, because she got that clarity and then she started really niching down, she was then able to bring that additional income into her business. So it is really getting that clarity initially. And I think what I see a lot of with clients is they they jump straight into, OK, this is what I'm doing and how am I going to market it without doing the, the bit before um, all those steps before and getting clarity around that. Because once you've got crystal clear clarity on those, you're then going to find your message is so much more powerful and, you know, if you think about when somebody's um, searching for something, are, are people going to be searching? Let's just use, um, you know, transformation, for example. Are people searching for transformation or are they searching, I need to leave my job? You know, if I use my client's example. So we want to be tapping into the really key thing that they're looking for. We can all say that we can coach or we can fix every problem whatever it is whatever business it is whether it's product-based business service-based business doesn't matter we can't be all things to all people because our marketing message is going to be too big so once she started narrowing that down her focus obviously became a lot tighter on the direction she wanted to go in um she was able to focus on key areas so her time wasn't distracted all over the place she wasn't sort of having a scattergun approach to marketing and literally everything that she then went on to create whether it's content or whether it's programs or anything any conversation she was having much more focused on her dreamy clients so it's more powerful which then ends up bringing in the income into the business yeah you know what I'm really getting out of this conversation is this idea that you really can you don't have to appeal to everybody so by this authenticity you mm. really can proactively create a life that's in line with you that is is all you, all authentically you, mm. and it it can be a business. You know, it can make you money, g- good money, enough money mm-hmm. to live on and do what you want to do. And it doesn't have to be a grind. You know, a lot of people are of this mindset that they have to be always working mm-hmm. in some job they may not love. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. there's another way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think the the clarity is the key piece because then you're working smarter. And I think when I first started my business, I was being all things to all people. And that was a mistake. And I've, I've learned loads by doing that. So it was probably my right of passage for my business, but I did that. So now I find that I can pass on those things to shortcut people's journeys so they're not making the mistakes that I made. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, I have to wrap up this conversation because we're running out of time. But I want to end with a question as we were talking before, both of us have daughters that are late teens Mm -hmm. and embarking on adulthood and their independence and everything. What, you know, if you could go back and give yourself advice or give advice to these kids, what would it be? Like, what, what do you really want them to know about their power to create their own lives? I think the biggest thing, so it's quite interesting because I think my daughter, I've taught her lots of coaching tools and strategies. So I don't know about you, but I get them thrown back at me. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, you know, the whole positive thinking and all of those kind of things. But I do think it really is focus on what you want and you can absolutely make it happen. Yes, there may be 
hard work that's involved and there may be steps that you need to take to get there. But if you can really manage your thinking, it is really massively around the mindset. If you can manage your thinking, you can literally create anything that you want to achieve. Uh, yeah, and that's a great message for all of us, no matter what our age. Mm. For sure. That's wonderful. Thank you, Ruby. Ruby, how, um, how can people get in touch with you and how can they work with you? Okay, so I have a group called Rock Your Fabulous Biz, and that's um, I'd share visibility tips and strategies in there. I have a monthly program called Rock Your Visibility that's um, launching, so um, welcome to come and join that, and I can share the links with you, Ellen. And also, I do one-to-one work. So again, just jump on a call and have a chat with me. It's not mm-hmm. going to be an obligation, you know, if you want to talk to me about working with me once one then absolutely but I just like to have virtual cappuccinos any excuse for cappuccinos <laughs> me Ellen honestly <laughs> that sounds lovely Ruby you're a, a pleasure to talk with so I hope people thank will take you. you up on the invitation thank you for having me it's been really lovely yeah thanks for being here and thanks to everybody for listening to today's show my guest was Ruby McGuire you can find this interview all of her links to her website and social media pages on our website readysetgrit.com Thank you again for joining us and check in again next Friday when we release another episode with tips on how to turn your daydream into a fabulous day job. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.